Good morning, kind folks. This is your KBMR morning news update for Wednesday, April 13th. I'm Steve Baker. Well, what's PG&E up to now? We'll find out. But first, we'll start with regional weather. Nevada City, Grass Valley today, increasing clouds, a high near 50, chance of rain mainly after 4 p.m. Tonight, rain likely mainly after 11 p.m., a low of 37, some gusts up to 20 miles an hour. Tomorrow, rain and high near 49. Sacramento today, mostly sunny and a high of 63. Tonight, a 50% chance of rain after midnight and a low of 48. Tomorrow, rain likely, high of 62. Truckee Tahoe today, high 38 and mostly sunny. Tonight, 50% chance of snow, low 19. Thursday, breezy and snow likely 1 to 2 inches. Placerville today, mainly cloudy and a high of 51. And Angels Camp today, sunshine and clouds mixed and a high of 58. Nevada County Public Health reports 25 new confirmed cases of COVID-19 over the weekend and Monday and Tuesday for an average of just over six a day. Out of the pandemic total of 16,135 cases, 29 remain active with one hospitalization. Next release of new case totals will be Friday afternoon. Well, PG&E cut a dramatic deal with prosecutors in six California counties this week, enabling it to sidestep criminal prosecution from two notorious wildfires. Pacific Gas and Electric instead will pay tens of millions of dollars in fines, charitable contributions, and other expenditures, according to a report in the Sacramento Bee. The state's largest utility agreed to pay more than $55 million in order to avoid prosecution on last year's Dixie Fire, the second largest wildfire in California's recorded history, and the 2019 Kincaid Fire in Sonoma County. The company had already been indicted in connection with the Kincaid Fire and was being investigated by district attorneys in five counties following the Dixie Fire. Under the deal, the DA and Sonoma County dropped the criminal case and Sacramento Valley prosecutors will forego filing charges. Both fires were caused by PG&E power lines. Making this agreement required a Making this agreement required a level of trust and partnership on meeting Plumas County's needs, says Plumas DA David Hollister in a prepared statement. PG&E's new leadership team has demonstrated they are committed to change and will continue to work towards earning our trust. And Kevin Goss, a Plumas County supervisor whose Greenville pharmacy burned down, says he was comfortable with the settlement. Dragging them through a criminal proceeding wasn't going to solve the problem, he says. It's not going to provide us with the tools we need to rebuild. The cash settlement, he says, is a start. It's a good thing. And this from Ubinet.com. In a little over an hour Monday, 142 lightning strikes were recorded from Plumas to El Dorado counties. The majority of the strikes were focused on Nevada, Placer, and El Dorado counties, fortunately accompanied by, at times, heavy downpours. On the Tahoe National Forest, 33 strikes were recorded, 28 for the American River Ranger District, and 5 for Yuba River. The first active strike for the Tahoe National Forest was recorded by lightning monitors on Monday afternoon at 12.11 p.m. The last active strike came down at 1.23 p.m. Firefighters will patrol areas where down strikes were recorded to check for any fire starts. In Nevada and Placer counties, a band of lightning traveled along I-80 and the Forest Hill area. And here's Joyce Miller of KVMR News with an update on a heavily publicized case. 
Six weeks after Sherry Papini was arrested and charged with faking her own kidnapping in 2016, the Reading woman has signed a plea deal and will admit that she orchestrated the hoax, her attorney told the Sacramento Bee today. Defense attorney William Portanova said Papini, who is 39, signed a plea agreement this morning in which she will plead guilty to counts of lying to a federal officer and mail fraud. Papini issued a statement through her attorney saying, quote, I am deeply ashamed of myself for my behavior and so sorry for the pain I've caused my family, my friends, all the good people who needlessly suffered because of my story and those who worked so hard to try to help me. I will work the rest of my life to make amends for what I have done. The Bee reported that the plea agreement has been delivered to prosecutors in the U.S. Attorney's Office in Sacramento. It is expected to be assigned to a magistrate judge for a hearing this week. Papini was arrested by FBI agents March 3rd and charged with lying to federal agents and wire fraud following years of investigation into the supposed kidnap case. Authorities say her November 2nd, 2016 disappearance from her Shasta County home had nothing to do with the kidnapping. Court documents say she was staying at an ex-boyfriend's apartment in Costa Mesa. Her disappearance generated international headlines and rallies supporting her, as well as a GoFundMe account that raised $49,000. She also received $30,000 from the California Victim Compensation Board and used the money for therapy, ambulance services, and $1,000 to buy window blinds for her home, court documents say. Prosecutors have not yet filed a sentencing memo that details their recommended sentence. Thanks, Joyce. And the rest of the news... An encampment ban. The Sacramento City Council approving an ordinance that effectively bans homeless encampments once enough shelter spaces are created. That reported by CAP Radio. And corruption scandal. San Francisco's top environmental official resigned after soliciting a $25,000 donation from the same company she was awarding a contract to. That report from the San Francisco Standard. Birthdays today include singer Lester Chambers of the Chambers Brothers at 82, composer Bill Conti, who did the Rocky film themes, is 80, musician Jack Cassidy of Jefferson Airplane, 78, Al Green's turn, 76, actress-comedian Carolyn Ray of Sabrina the Teenage Witch is 68, and singer Nellie McKay turns 40 years old today. Now stay tuned for more music and fun on the Wednesday Morning Show with your humble but happy host, Lynn Hines.